Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, sorry it's been a bit for this uh, next episode. Uh, life has gotten really busy with uh, school and uh, other stuff. Uh, I love you all. I hope you all are doing well. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, so just to kind of recap, um, we talked about last time about no longer letting shame, regret, and condemnation rule in your life and understanding that was the old you and now you have a new nature because you are in relationship with God. Today I want to talk about how to eliminate the old way of thinking and live a life full of God's best. We can either do it God's way or go through all the pain it takes to realize God's way is the only way and to be truly free means letting the old you die. Enjoy today's episode, Live Free or Die Hard. Romans 8.1 says, Now we know once and for all the questions of can I be condemned has its answer. There remains no accusing voice in me, for I know I am a new creation in Christ in life union with him. The old things have passed, and we are made new. This includes past failures that make us think we're not good enough, or insecurities that try to say to us that we won't be happy or won't accomplish the great and amazing things God has for us. I know, instead, it is impossible to fail and so should you are you being motivated by the false identity of the flesh seeking only what benefits yourself those who live by the impulses of the spirit their true nature are motivated only to pursue the things of god your spiritual realities not the things the old you used to chase after mindsets of the flesh that the old identity you are now free of only led to death in every single situation. Death of relationship, death of prosperity, death of all the good things God wants for you. You see, God wants to give you all those things when he knows you are ready. When we try to get them on our own, we have to carry all the weight they bring with them. Every good thing comes with a price. Whatever you get from God, he helps you carry. But what you get by your own means, impatiently, you have to do all on your own. And eventually, it falls apart because you were never meant to carry all of that. He is your source of strength. Often, life's greatest distractions are not bad things. They are the right thing in the wrong timing, the wrong way. If you are living to seek your own flesh and its desires, it always ends bad. Live instead with a mindset controlled by the new nature, your spirit man, your new identity, and you will find the life you were meant to live and the complete peace that comes with it. You will have unshakable confidence in who you are, not living worried of what others think or what things in the future you can't control anyway. <clears throat> Take it a day at a time, trusting God <clears throat> that he loves you and will take care of all your needs and give you, when your life is ready, everything that your heart desires. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own opinions and understanding of life, but trust that he knows all things. So in all you do, put him first. Acknowledge him in every situation and decision that you're going to make, and he will guide and direct your path to your purpose and all he has for you. Only he knows what you were made for. So to think you or someone else knows what your purpose is is silly. Only he can guarantee you 
to get to where you're supposed to be because he's the only one who knows where that final destination is. Not only did he create you, but he created your place and that you were designed to function in. It can look like at first you may be doing things for the right reason, but if you are seeking in some way your own desires, you will eventually find that you are working against God, not with him, and he cannot bless those decisions he did not permit in the first place. You cannot have things your way and God's way. When you try, you will end up refusing to submit to his direction because it is impossible for the flesh to hear the leading of God. It says in his word that without the Holy Spirit, it is impossible to be led of God. Before you accepted Jesus into your life by praying that prayer of invitation and you only had that old nature, now you have the ability to hear his leading through the Holy Spirit who lives inside you. But when you choose to listen again to the old nature mentality, you quiet his leading in your life. You do that long enough and you won't be able to hear him at all. You may still be a Christian, but you won't live God's best life he has in store for you. No matter how hard you try, things in every situation like this only grow worse. The works of the flesh and its desires do not please God, for they are from a selfish nature. But when it is Christ's Spirit empowering you to do all you do in your life, you will never be dominated by the flesh, because you are already dominated by him. You must see it this way. Christ is actually living his life through you, even though your physical body has no life in it. Because of sin, his life-giving spirit now has given you life because God fully accepts you and who you really are, a spirit made fully alive in Christ. God raised Jesus to life, and that same spirit of resurrection has made the body that was dead come to life by his spirit in you. This is the same spirit that has breathed your very life into you. We are fully alive only by him giving us the life, the, giving us life. The old identity is dead. Therefore, the flesh has no claim on us at all, and we have no more obligation to live in obedience to its desires. Whenever you choose to live controlled by the lies of your dead self, it will lead only to death. Every deception you make, or sorry, every decision that you make uh, with the flesh uh, will never prosper. But if life that you are living, your true nature, your spirit, puts to death all corrupt selfish ways of the flesh, we then will taste all the good abundance God has promised us. It's not about you not getting what you have and what you, what you have desired in your heart. It is about making sure once you have those things you have been desiring, you hang on to them. Your motive in your heart needs to be that you want to be obedient and properly handle all God wants to give you. When you get those things by your own strength and selfish desires, you end up getting them not knowing how to care for all the good things God gives you because your selfish desires would destroy all the good those things brought you and, and them. You and those things would not be able to, to be sustainable. Only God's wisdom and love can sustain his wonderful blessings. That is why you must first learn to seek only him and his righteousness. Then when you are selfless enough, allowing him to transform you into his own likeness, fully demonstrating love as a lifestyle and do things his way, trusting only in his plan, then you will be ready for all these things to be added to you. Seek good first 
in all you do and the things you desire will chase you instead of you having to strive and chase them. You see, this is what it means when he says all things will be added to you. It's a gift, not, not him dangling a carrot in front of you on a treadmill. God never withholds from you good things, but he will if your heart is not ready to sustain them. Why would he give you something that he knew would only end up hurting you and others because of your lack of understanding? If God ever is not giving you your heart's desire, really ask yourself, what is your heart motive in wanting it? God will only not give it to you because he loves you and wants to protect you from the pain he knows it will bring you until you are ready and understand his way is truly the only way that works. To, to sustain those things, those things will only become a burden instead of a blessing. Every good thing comes with a price, a new challenge, but when a, you get it from God, he takes the burden on himself and you don't have to carry it. Look at it in this perspective. It's no different and when a good father won't give a gun to a child, he is not mature enough to handle it. The gun itself is not bad, but in the hands that don't understand its power and don't have the maturity to properly use it, it will only cause harm. God's truly mature children, those who are ready to take on those new challenges by his strength, are those who are only moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. This is how you know you are ready when you lay aside your plans and let him take you on the path to discover who you are and become so confident in your new identity in him that you are willing to trust him with your entire life. To try to do this is impossible without his grace. That's why when you receive the Spirit, it was not a spirit of religious duty that will only keep leading you back to the fear you used to live in instead of faith, and you fall right back into the trap of believing that you will never be good enough. You have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. You don't have to try and be good enough. You already are. And as you read, as you read his, as you read in His Word, it will transform you without you even trying. You never have to be worried of feeling orphaned or abandoned again. For as his spirit rises up within us, our spirit cannot help but join him in saying these words of our tender affection, he is our beloved father. It is the Holy Spirit that makes God's fatherhood so real to us. As he continually whispers to us in our innermost being of who we truly are, you are my beloved child. He speaks over us all the time, these beautiful words of love, but we just are too distracted by everything else around us to hear it. <clears throat> As his children, we qualify to share all his great treasures with him, for we are the heirs of God himself. We must see ourselves this way. Since we are now joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will even experience being co-glorified with him, provided we accept all he asks us to do, even if it means we will suffer at times, all for the sake of love and helping others. Because people who are hurting most likely will hurt others because they can't contain the pain they feel inside. Only God can heal that in them. So it is up to us to love them enough to be willing to go through the pain with them to help them find Jesus. No amount of suffering can compare to the magnitude of glory that will soon be unveiled within us. 
This is the longing of all creation. But people search for it in the things he created for us to enjoy instead of in the creator himself. We all desire to know where we came from and who we are, even if we have experienced the first fruits of the Spirit already, there is a deep longing inside us that we groan passionately for, which is our full status of being sons and daughters of God and our physical bodies being transformed. This is the hope of our salvation. Hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still not yet seen. If we already could see it or had it there, would be no reason to hope or trust because our hope is set on what is meant to be seen we are patiently waiting for its fulfillment patience does not mean the act of waiting but the way you act while you are waiting god knows without him we are too weak to do anything so the holy spirit takes hold of us in our humanity our frailty to empower us in all of our weaknesses the more weak we realize we are, the more we allow him to empower us beyond what we could ever be without his help. This is why Paul wrote, I boast in my weaknesses, for when I am weak, he is strong. Humble yourself in the sight of the Almighty God, and he with his strength will lift you up. Don't worry that you may not know what to pray at times, or what to say at times, or even what you should be asking God for. The Holy Spirit rises up within us, super interceding on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs that are beyond words. God knows the longings of our heart, for he put them there. Yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit, and because he does, he is always seeking what he knows is best for us. When he knows we are ready for it, God's way must come before our wants. For if they are out of his timing, they are not leading to our true destiny. The Holy Spirit pleads passionately before God for us, his holy ones. But he is in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. He is not distracted from things wanted, not yet in their timing. He will ask for them on our behalf when it is God's desired timing when we are mature enough. This convinces us that every detail of our life is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing all his good into our lives. For we are his beloved children who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. He determined our destiny way ahead of time. He called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to every single one whom he called and those who possess his perfect righteousness he co-glorified with his very own son. If God has determined to stand with us, his children, what do we ever have to be afraid of? God has proved his deep, tender, compassionate love for us by offering his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. If he offered his greatest treasure for us, how much more will he not offer all things he has for us? There is no question God will not withhold anything from his beloved children whom he chose to be his heirs. Who or what could ever separate us from the endless love of God? Absolutely nothing and no one. For nothing in this universe has the power to undo or diminish God's love toward us, not even him. It is who he is and he cannot change. Troubles, pressures, problems, persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and even death threats. These things are all impotent 
to hinder the omnipotence of God's love. Even in the midst of all the issues of this life and pains we may experience and its losses, we triumph over them all for God. For he has made us to be more than conquerors, for it is his glorious demonstrated love for us that gives us victory over everything. This is what gives you unshakable confidence, knowing the world and everything it has to offer can crumble, but God's love for you will never be broken. His love triumphs over death and all life's troubles and pains. Fallen angels or dark rulers or eat in the heavens and any other evil around us. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can ever weaken his love. There is no power above or beneath, no power that will ever be found in this universe that will ever dis distance you from the passionate, unfathomable love which God has lavished, not will lavish, because he has already given the full lavish of his love and all it includes to his children. You just need to ask and receive. All this was only possible through the Lord Jesus who has saved us from what would have been our lives and now never will be. For he chose us first, and our reward for choosing him is eternal love. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please share it with your friends or those you know that might need it. Uh, guys, seriously, thanks again for your support and sticking with me. Uh, it means a lot. I'm so grateful for all of you that I have learned through my experiences and uh, that now I get to encourage others and help them through some of the things I went through. Uh, again, I will do all I can to keep these coming, uh, but it has been hard to find the time uh, during this season of my life. Uh, but I love you all. Have a blessed week. Uh, I'll catch you next time. God bless.